slow down a minute, sorry. Words of Crown, episode 4, I'm Dan. Phil. Stuart. Nick. And Stu, as usual, sounds very enthusiastic. And unfortunately, a strongbow. Mm-hmm. Is it that new kind of pear strongbow? Yeah, Just one. regular strongbow. One drink that mess. I like a pear cider. I, uh, you know, there's, there's a time and a place for, for the hard stuff. It's wrong. It's not wrong, wrong at all. It is wrong. What, define? It's not a fruit that should come anywhere near alcohol. <coughs> what apples? <laughs> hey? what, what apples and stuff? No, pear. Uh, but aren't they closely akin to apples? I don't care. Someone described the pear as the second cousin to the apple, the one with the nice hair and the great tits. Why, you know, <laughs> why is it not alcohol worthy? Um, I like my cider to taste of chemicals. Regular strongbow fulfills that need. <laughs> so you don't like good tasting, genuine cider? No, not really. You I don't really like to decrease an engine with it. Yeah. No, so no I, I consider myself a cider drinker because I'm really not a lager drinker unless it's like Budweiser. And, uh, you know, apple cider is. matters. Uh, strongbow, especially, is. is a man's drink. Is a man's dream, well yes, you could also maybe, as Phil suggested, clean a drain with it, you know, whereas a pear cider, a summer fruit then cider... Then that makes it even better. A you pear cider or a summer fruit cider, however, tastes like pear or summer fruit. I quite like alcohol, where you actually can't no taste alcohol. No man should ever drink a summer fruit cider. Well, I... That's my decree. I have done it, and they're exceptional. When well, I went I'm with Dan on this, I'd like to drink when I see a tasty power. drink, not a, a chemical drink that tastes of piss. When I seize power, the Snatch Squad's coming straight to your roaster. Straight. <laughs> Day one. <laughs> Taking you and your family. Leave the family out of it. I can I can take care of myself. You, you'll, take the, you'll take the hits for your family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't take too long. <laughs> all right, all right then, Dan. This is a question for you. You grass them all. I don't mean yeah. like, five no, 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 no. no. You know, I really would not. And trumped up charges as well. When I went trump to... your own charges up. <laughs> when I went to Laganer in Zanti last year, uh, I went to this. I went to this one bar which was themed like an old America Americana fifties style diner, and they had all these different shots, all the flavors of the rainbow. There were, you know, rhubarb and custard, uh, and. Well, I only remember rhubarb and custard, but there were loads of different flavours. And let me tell you, they were really powerful, did the job, got you drunk, but you would not have guessed there was alcohol in them, because it just tasted like it was supposed to be flavoured. And that, to me, is how a drink should be, not, not the taste of, is this going to wear away the inside of my throat? No, that's, de- that's deceptive, because that drink that you've just described, you could uh, date rape somebody with. But the hey, drinks I drink, pause, you know start. you've been uh, drink. We, uh, we don't joke about shit like that. Did I joke? He was making a point. But I, but the thing is, you could do that with any alcohol. No, you can't. I, I, I do. You can't hide Strongbow in it. 
behind any other drink. That's the, you know that's the point. It's, it's disgusting. It doesn't taste very nice. It's fine. But you know, it's it's alcoholic. It doesn't taste. An alcohol doesn't particularly taste nice. But Plus, you can, you can hide strong for You can have a pint of diesel. That tastes quite nice. Yeah, fair enough. I agree. I agree. Um, but again, you, you're sort of masking that with other flavours. Oh, I'm not sticking up for strong boys. Yeah, but you don't particularly. Like, <laughs> you're not a big fan of booze, though. No, but I, I, do, I, I do. I have enjoyed booze. I've got a cultured palate. Do you mean you drink <laughs> strong <Stromboy>? strong <laughs> Special brew. No, I. I've had I, special brew. It's not. That. I choose to disagree with this uh, palate. Uh, three of us in this room once worked in HMV. And my very last Christmas at HMV, the three of us, uh, amongst our colleagues, went to the Bolton Chinese Buffet. And I, you know, piled my plate up with the usual nosh, as did Nick, as did Chris. You had a plate of chips and pickled onions. That is not a very palate. All, all the foods, I mean, it's not like they just do Chinese food, they do, they do some Japanese, they do sushi, they do a whole, like, dessert sort of menu... They do all kinds of random foods, all kinds of different meats and different sauces and shapes and sizes, and you get chips and pickled onions. I don't like food that's from east of Bangalore in India. Don't hold that against me. <laughs> and then going to Japan was a serious, <laughs> serious misjudgment <laughs> in terms of uh, food. Yeah. <laughs> did you go several days without eating? I went one day. I, I did a day without eating. Fucking <laughs> idiot. Then you found a subway and all was well. By that, do you mean you went a 24-hour period without eating? Well, I, if I, I wouldn't know adding up the hours, but I went from waking up to when I went bed, and therefore when I woke up again the next day. We'll call it a 24-hour yeah. period. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's a day. Probably that's over. If you were, were you hungry? Were you hungry, but you're like, oh, I can't find anywhere to eat? No, I didn't have it. Because a lot of it was wandering around, and before you knew it, it was whatever time. And then you might, when you go have not eaten, you're not necessarily in a place where you can find somewhere to eat. Could you just get noodles? I'll, I'll uh, continue on to the next place. Could you just get noodles or something for somewhere? Maybe I could, but um, seeing as most things aren't in English and not everything's accompanied with a picture, it's quite difficult. So you couldn't, you couldn't just go to like a little hole in the wall where you know they serve like two people at once, where it's cooking like a big pan of noodles and just using your finger and going. I went to Tokyo and I had two kebabs. <laughs> Yeah, two kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've read that Tokyo is one of the best places on earth to go to eat. And I, I not don't me. feel like you, you took advantage of this. Did you go to one of those, I believe uh, Japan, probably Tokyo in particular, have those cool, they're like giant vending machines with people inside them and you, you know, on the street and you literally go up to them and go, uh, number four please, and someone just goes, there you go, there'll be... Like a cooked meal. No, there's no vending yeah. machine. That, that is... Uh, uh, what a lot of restaurants work like. We go into like someone behind a kiosk. It's not a vending machine, and then you order whatever, and then you just pick it up and eat at a table, and then leave a bit like a soup kitchen. <laughs> it could have been a soup kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, some of the other soup kitchen would be like. There's loads of like homeless people, and you go in. I some, like of the, soup. some of these people had really dodgy shoes and hats. <laughs> What's well, great as well, they'd have been thinking, sweet, this English guy wants to pay for the soup we give to these guys for free. I, all, all the varieties of fish you could have eaten. I all... don't like fish. How <laughs> did you go to Tokyo then? It's Japan! For the culture! The culture. Half the culture's gonna be what they eat. 
No, it's not. That's it's got to be. It's cool. part. Of, uh, eat food is a massive part of culture. It, to you, to more, I'd say most people. When you think of like Italy, the Italian food's part of the culture. No, I don't think of food when I think. I, of Italy. I definitely think Italian food's part of Italian culture. No. I definitely, I think. Italian, no, it's part of it, but it's not. I think it's I'd a huge part of it. Not. I think. I think to you. To, <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that's a. Most people uh, from the UK go to Egypt on holiday. But they don't even consider what looking at the pyramids. I'm not, I'm not saying they just fucking go. Then they're shit. fucking idiots, then, aren't they? If, they go, if you go to Egypt and you don't look, go to look at the pyramids or any form of historical artifacts, you're a fool because you go you go into a pretty rundown. No offense to any Egyptians, you go to a pretty rundown city. <laughs> I don't think there's any listening. <laughs> there could be. I've checked the stats. There's not. There's no. African there's no. There's there. no Africans. <laughs> no. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> Now, to be fair, with uh, Egypt's current terrorist climate, I think it would be understandable to... What terrorists? Uh, Egypt is on very high terrorist alert at the moment. But which terrorists? What, what terror attacks have there been? I, I really don't know. No, I'm, no, no, you don't know. I, They're none. But no, well, then why is it on high alert? Why are people being because they're, they're siding with Palestine. Civil war. They're siding with Palestine as well against the Jews, which is not a clever idea, to be honest. Not when it will emerge America. Yeah. I think one of the best things you said, Stu, about your trip to Japan when you came back was you were reluctant to try certain food items because, of course, they were just pictures, there were no descriptions, there was no English writing. Mm -hmm. And you said you didn't want to get us something that looked nice, but it turned out to be fried in whale sperm. Mm -hmm. And I thought that to be quite <laughs> quite fantastic. Well, if you didn't well that know. exists, though. Yeah. That whale sperm dish exists. Well, if you didn't know and you tasted it and you enjoyed it, and then was told after the fact what it was. Yeah, would it affect you? But then what if I get a taste for sperm? <laughs> then what's wrong with that? Well, it's the 21st century, I guess. All right, all right, and Stu, I, I, won't, I, won't direct, I won't direct this potentially horrible question at Dan, because, you know, Dan, Dan tends to be the butt of these questions, but I'll ask it of you. You go, you go on hol holiday to, like, Thailand, and you shag <laughs> a super hot girl... You have the time of your life, and then you find out afterwards. You enjoy yourself. It is the most amazing experience of your life. Then you find out later that she used to be a, a bloke. How do you deal with that? It depends. Uh, has the cock been removed? Yeah. Well, not sure. As far as you can tell, it, in, in the experience leading up to the revelation... I'd be worrying, if I didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm pissed you get that. You probably wouldn't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, Part as far as you know, um, as far as you knew, she was a 100% genuine girl until she tells you about a week later. After the event, I don't think it would burn me up that much. But if I knew beforehand, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, but so afterwards you won't care so much because it's done. There's nothing I can do about it. So when, what, why would you not risk because these dishes that could potentially be made out of whale sperm? I don't want to eat whale sperm. But you would potentially shy the guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tremble then. Um, <laughs> don't wanna... With hidden pleasure. <laughs> I, I just don't find the um, idea of it appealing. Well, I don't either, but... I don't like food from the sea. I don't think I like eating sperm. I don't eat, want to eat sperm that's from the sea. But don't I think I've covered it. A Thai man-girl boy... You're okay with. <laughs> you can say I'm with. okay with. <laughs> I said that after it. the event. I'm not going to off myself. 
Because I shagged him. What was once a book? Uh, let me ask you the same question, Nick. How do you feel? Uh, the same. <laughs> I'm quite a rational guy, so I'd probably feel the same. I'd be probably immensely feel very, very betrayed. Um, but I'd feel like I'd probably got away with it in a sense because it's not like was post, not pre. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because you could, you could go, well, you know, I could have lived the rest of my life and not known that, and I would have non, known none the better. What if yeah. it was the best pussy you ever had? Then, you know, it, it, that wouldn't change that, would and it? And then, like, the next five women that you go through, you just go, you've got <laughs> nothing on him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might ruin you. Well, it could, it could ruin you. Because that, that vagina is fashioned by a, a skilled fashioned surgeon. Fashioned by a man. He knows how to make a vagina. <laughs> Not like these women with a random vaginas that they get dished out at birth with. They have to make do. <laughs> Fuck women! <laughs> there goes the female demographic. I'm demo- off to Bangkok! <laughs> there goes the female demographic. <laughs> Which I think is more than half of the listenership to me. Probably. <laughs> well, I'd like to think. This all bears parallels to the reality show that was on Sky One a few years back. There's something about Miriam. Uh, I've never even heard of that. You've never was, heard of this? No. It was a ma- It created a massive storm uh, because it was mm-hmm. it was a bunch of men vying for the affections of, admittedly, a very attractive woman called Miriam, and uh, you know some of them went to second base with her. You know, if we're going to be American for a moment, and they discovered after the show wrapped up, you know, after some of them had, you know, genuinely made, you know, found themselves developing feelings and, you know, again, having probably kissed her amongst maybe other things, they then found out uh, the climax of the show was, oh, surprise, she used to be a man, uh, you know, and, you know, a bunch of them sued. Was the money involved? Uh, I don't recall. It's not that the. I can't remember. The, I think the whole thing was it was the reality dating show. I think like, the, I who think wants to marry a millionaire kind of thing. Yeah, I think the point was... So there was money involved, though. It's not fault. It's not fault. But if there wasn't? Then I feel they've probably been a bit misled there. I think that's, that is cruel. But if they, if they knew they'd get into it where they, potentially they could win money, fuck them. If they've signed their life away with the potential of winning 25 grand or whatever, you could be fucking ridiculed and embarrassed all the want because ultimately you're exactly. selling yourself for cash. So fuck you. If you're generally gone and like, yeah, I want, I've not had the chance to meet someone nice, I want, you know, I want the opportunity to meet a nice girl, and then they fucking throw that at you, then, you know, it's them who's out of order. Yeah, but then they could go, but it's not a, it's not a bloke anymore. It's, this is a, a, a woman. Well, they could. <laughs> but With still... a beautifully created vagina. For it's, like, it's like saying, well, I used to, I used to be a murderer. Like you've had better. I, I, I killed a person 20 years ago, I haven't done it since. <laughs> Will you still love me? It's a bit... No, sorry. <laughs> sorry, it's wrong. What's Miriam got to do for it, mate? You see the light? Nothing, because she used Why to... Why are you trying to sell this so much? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm an agent. <laughs> <coughs> you, heard it here, you heard it here for... Oh, for goodness sake. You heard it here first. For don't, don't worry, Dan, we'll edit that out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I had a question I was going to ask you, Dan, and I've totally forgotten what it was. That was it, um... If you could play any role in film history, replace an actor, and you'd take the role, what would it be? And it has to be a role that's appropriate, so there's no way in hell you could ever be Batman. Uh, There's no way you could be be Batman. Kick a man when he's down. You couldn't be Batman. 
Also, no, not yet. You're not, you're not, not allowed yet. to answer this question with. I'm far more handsome than he is. Far more talented. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not allowed to answer the question. No, no, no. Right. They're not. They're not quantifiable reasons. Okay. For, firstly, uh, I'm too young for Batman's playing age. Batman needs to be played by another actor. Secondly, to play such an actor, which I could do. You I know, don't think would, you could bulk up. A, it would require to bulk up. B, it would require some voice training, and C, it would require some serious uh, martial arts training, <laughs> which is all things that are. All things that are uh, reachable, all, you know, nothing is out of the equation there. So, in a related role, though, was it Christian Bale was in the was it in the fighter? Or, yeah, yeah, where he was before he was fighting, was like a really thin. Drug it was addict. even worse in the Machinist. I, you know, that's, that's the one I'm the thinking fight, of. Yeah. The Machinist. Oh, now oh, yeah, it was in the fight. Where he was a heroin addict. Now, coincidentally, the I watched the fighter. Coincidentally, I watched the Machinist last night, which I've never seen before. I've always been aware of it, just never seen it, and he is. Horrifically thin in that film, and no, no, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I have bulked up, you know, the last, I've, uh, I've broadened out, so my t-shirts are rather tight these days. Do you know days. why? It's because you're getting old. I'm aware. <laughs> Sweets don't taste the same anymore, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, <Damn. laughs> but seriously, Christian Bale goes to an extreme, ridiculous, uh, you know, level of method acting for that film, and. And yes, the tone of the film is very bleak, it's very dark, very Hitchcockian, but uh, mm, too extreme, far too extreme. You, looks, you know he wanted to get lighter. So I, I, I know, and they wouldn't let him. Wouldn't let him. Do you know how he did it as well? Uh, he chain-smoked and would only eat an apple, maybe if he was treating himself a can of tuna a day. Yeah, and he'd drink just coffee. Yeah. That's all he'd do. And ironically, he then did Batman Begins afterwards. He had to seriously build back up, and he built up too heavily for that, and had to lose some weight again. I remember because I remember seeing the, uh, the making of him, like all the uh, the British crew would call him Fat Man because he was, was fucking huge. <laughs> well, you know, I've, I'd feel sorry for celebrities in that capacity. That the moment they put on a bit of weight, it's all over the papers. Matt LeBlanc getting uh, called Matt LeBlob by the media when he got a bit fat, you know. Uh, you know, and who knows, one day it could happen to me. You know, me and Phil had it. He cried into his millions. Yeah. Wiped <laughs> the tears away with $50 bills. <laughs> I'm saying this is too early when, when when Superman first came on and we saw um, Marlon Brando. That's the way I want to die. Rich, famous, powerful, and just, I want to eat myself to death. Be pure, <laughs> pure gluttony, just so overly fat and wealthy and. and, and so Don't give a fuck and then just die. So would you like to be found by detectives uh, as the first kill in Seven? No. <laughs> no, because that was quite, quite horrific. Yeah. <laughs> what about down on the toilet? I could die on the toilet. <laughs> that would be the worst place to you're say. You're thinking of um, Elvis though, aren't you? Mm-hmm. That was a pretty horrific death though. Do you know that, that is why he died? Being fat. No, because of the cocktail of drugs that was in him. Okay. Plus the eating made his um, all his intestines fill up, and it was all compacted and chalky and shit. So he sort of exploded so it, like a dead yeah, whale. Yeah, it kind of just. It did the equivalent of beaching himself. <laughs> <laughs> his guts. Right. Nice. So which which role would it be then? Then which role would it be? You've had time to think. Uh, so I Samuel L. Jackson in Unbreakable. You know, 
<laughs> that would be perfect for Dan. First of all, I could easily play that role because uh, I have that. I have that. Brittle uh, bone thing about me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not, you know, people who don't know what I look like, who might be listening to this, are going to be given the impression that I'm seriously thin. Uh, and that's not the case. I'm a very slender man. Uh, but I'm not I'm not a walking, well, brittle bone. You know, I, it's not You're not dangerously thin. You're not dangerously underweight. I'm not. I'm You're not, proportionate. I am. And again, I, again, with getting older, I've bulked out slightly, and I look better for it. And my tight t-shirts made me look pretty damn good. Your hands are in proportion to you. I've got very long fingers, which the women have not complained about. Uh... <laughs> it's a fact. Deal with it. Did your mum listen to this? Not yet. Hopefully, so... I, I reckon you could play a good elf, but especially more an evil elf. Because there you go. You know. What, the, elf, the elf. What was the name of the elf in, in, in Two Towers? The the blonde one. The one who dies at Helm's Deep. Yeah, Haldo. He was fucking mega fat. He wasn't fat. He was mega fat. No, he's he's a very built man. He's he's, not fat. he's super fat in that. No, he's a yeah, super fat. No, elf. because right, he's wearing armor and a cloak and all that jazz. And it makes him look fat. No, I, don't look no, fat. Right, no, there's because there's behind the scenes making of stuff. And Craig Parker, who played Haldo, is genuinely just a very well-built, muscular guy. Okay, maybe the costume makes him look fat, but he's not. He's very muscular, very well-built, and uh, and surprisingly, uh, took me my, by a massive surprise, because he just doesn't look it, but he's gay in real life. Really? Mm. Which one's Haldy? The he's one the, fat gay He's the one from... He's uh, he's from <laughs> Lothlorien. He's part of Galadriel's crew. Is it the moody one? He, no, no, he's not Galadriel's husband. Fat I'm going to show you a picture of him. He's it. not fat. He's, he's the one. Fat. He's the one who says. Gay as the day along. He's the one who says <laughs> the dwarf breathes so loudly we could have shot him in the dark. Yeah. And then the dwarf goes, "Learn some fucking English, you fat elf." Shot him. You in the fat dark. gay elf. <laughs> Let's have a look. I'm going to find a picture. Anyway, Dan, continue to think of. No, I could play a dark elf. How fat is this? He's fat. He's not. He fat. is fat. Have you now? You've typed. What have you typed in? How dare type in Craig Parker? That's fat, isn't it? It does. It's not. Particularly his face fat. looks fat there, doesn't it? No, right. His yeah. face does look fat. Well, me and Stu both say no, so split decision. <coughs> uh, Nick, it's got a double chin. <laughs> fat. Let's see the picture, please. I still don't think he really looks. <laughs> he fat. looks fat. Honest. He really he does. He's fat. You know what? He's the fat elf, and that's why he you know, died. You know, you know what? Genuinely, no offense, Stu. I think he looks your build. Okay. Uh, he was fat, and that's why. I, I can't remember how he died, but he died because he was fat and he was useless. No, he got a big fat gay head. Will you try and convince us that eating whale sperm and shagging pole stops You uh, could be super helpful. I answer the question. <laughs> there's, a, well, there's a lot we're learning about you tonight. Uh, I know for a fact that Nick thinks I could play Rafe Fiennes' role in uh, Schindler's Who? List. Rafe Fiennes? Or is it Fiennes? <laughs> Ralph Fiennes? No, it's Rafe. How is it spelt? Ralph, it's pronounced Rafe. Um, no, Ralph. No. It's not you Ralph. Know what it's not well, Ralph. If, it, if I said Ralph and he said, no, you, it's, it, Rafe. it's Rafe. It's Rafe. Say I found a passport control. Yeah. No, it's Ralph. No, you ain't Sorry, sorry, mate. No, no, it's Rafe. No, no. Now go. Well, this says Ralph, are you Rafe? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, all right. Whistle, red button underneath. This cunt says he's not who he is on the end. No, what's your fucking name? You're not having a passport back until you pronounce your name properly. 
First of all, Stuart's Britain. People. First of Stuart's all, I sincerely hope that happens in real life, because um, I would pay to see that. Uh, secondly, the point I was making is I could play his role in Schindler's List. Definitely. Can I can I just tell you what Rafe Fiennes' name actually is? Ralph. It was Ralph Nathaniel Twistleton Wickenham Fiennes. <laughs> Good uh, God, is a big posh sod. Otherwise known as Ralph Fiennes. Well, uh, Newton Faulkner, who is one of my favourite artists. Oh, another posh sod. Would you call him posh? Well, what's his first name? Sam. What's his other name? It, that, I, the reason I bring this up is his. Tarquil. The reason I bring this up is his full name is Sam Newton Battenberg Faulkner. Fucking hell, is his royalty? Would you oh, like? The, would you like the middle name? The the cake. Would you like the middle name Battenberg? No. You wouldn't. No. What about first name? It could be Battenberg. He's, he's definitely posh because he's from Surrey, from Rygate. Yeah, but Croydon's in Surrey, so that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, Croydon is a fucking dumb. I used to go out with a girl from Croydon. That was a horrible, horrible. My commiserations. Yeah. One at times I was in Croydon, we were in... Do you know the cartoon? The cartoon? Yeah, it was um, the rock club. And just opposite there was um, a cab ramp. We were going on about two or three in the morning. And there's a girl crying her eyes out and her boyfriend just said, shut the fuck up, I'll give you something to cry about. And then started ordering a cab. Like, Bloody hell. Croydon. How do we know Maybe. she didn't deserve it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's no excuse to slap a woman. Well, if he slaps her, that's one thing, but if she's crying and bitching, then she might have... Well, she was properly crying her eyes out. We, we watched The End of Fatal Attraction last night, and mm-hmm. to be fair... She probably deserved a slap. She probably deserved <laughs> a <laughs> slap! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, and to be fair, she deserves whatever she gets in that film. As Chris Rock once said, he'd never slap a woman, but he'd shake the shit out of one. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you guys seen that video that's recently gone online of a, of a bus driver? Yes! I'm a what? bus driver in America. Oh, you're going to jail now! <laughs> you're going to hell now! A bus driver uppercuts a woman giving him grief on a bus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's well telegraphed as well. He might as well look at it like a rock. <laughs> 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 it's, now, oh, the thing God. is, I, under normal circumstances, I would never condone hitting a woman, but this woman says, threatens to kill him, or threatens to get someone to kill him, to kill his daughter. She spits at him. Uh, which some would say is, a, is an act of violence. Uh, you know, and, you know, he snapped. You know, just bang, uppercuts her, sends her to the floor, then picks her up and drags her off the bus. <laughs> like Dragon Punch. Flawless So, is what's his face from um, Shinner's List, the guy you play? Yeah, I'd like to play that role. I, I think so that's, that's it. <laughs> yes. I think that would be great. What's his name? He uh, looks more like one of the Nazi victims, to be fair. I don't, I love. He'd be a Nazi for Malawalo. I've got. Uh, you know, to be fair, I've got the uh, bright blue eyes, I've got the. You know, I've got the, the right hair for it. I, I am. I'm Can you a, do a German accent? <laughs> Can you say the fallen Madonna with the big boobies? I'm, I'm not about to quote Hello, Hello. <laughs> the no. big boobies. <laughs> so, you spend, you, I said, you can't say that because you're quite handsome and you're more talented than the actor who played it. You then just described your physical features which would put you perfectly in place for the role. But I... I don't buy Dan as a Nazi. Unless he's in Hello, Hello, in which case it would be. Hmm. Hey, well, I'm, go- I'm, going to pr- I'm going to prove you wrong, Stu, by one day being a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> what, dressing as well, not sure being me. a fascist? <laughs> <laughs> 
So you, can you not? We watched the Where Eagles Dare the other day. Can you not see him as that SS guy? No, the Gestapo guy. The Gestapo guy, yeah. A little. Yeah, but like, someone is a bit out of his depth, but with an immense sense that he knows. But he better is, than everyone is also as much as he's a little bit. There's a lot camp, but he does look like he can is menacing with it yeah. as well. I, no, I can at all. I can. You know what? Me and Phil. Uh, me and Phil. Are you can't about. even do Dennis the menace levels of menace. <laughs> You know, right, you know, That's I don't. Very menacing, no. I, uh, I don't appreciate you always saying that I can't do this, I can't do that. Okay, the, the word "can't" is one of my least favourite words ever because it. You know, All right, then you cannot. Same difference. Okay, right. dick. you're on farm tonight, Stu. Maybe this is maybe it's because of all the gay allegations. I don't know, but uh, but I, I really like into people who say that you can't do something. I can do whatever the hell I want. You can't. Spread wings and fly. I was going to say you can't fly. Say, say again. Walk through that wall. Okay. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Actually, you probably could walk through the you plastic could walk through that. I could walk through this, <laughs> but it would cause serious damage to the wall. I'm not going to do that. I, I'm kind of with you, Dan, to be honest. I, I've always believed that. Be a black person. Everything is possible within reason. You know? You can't. I think everything could, is potentially possible with, with technology or, or, or whatever. But... Anyway, no, so th- actually, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, so- I'm sorry. I need to attack Stu. You can't become a woman and have sex with Stu. I bet <laughs> you could. I bet you could easily in the next ten minutes. Stu. In the next you know, ten minutes. I, I reckon, oh, no time frames. I reckon. Relevant. I reckon I'd make an attractive woman. Um, <laughs> anyway, no. I need to. I need to turn the so attack. Such pride. <laughs> I need to turn the attack back on Stu here. Um, and I forget why. Where was I, where was I going with this? Because uh, you're a hateful sod. Because well, well, he's such a negatron, that's why. Well, that, uh, no, yes, that's what I can say. The difference between you and I, Stu, is if I went to Tokyo, I would talk to people. I would... No, you wouldn't. Yes, you'd just be I a would. Japanese. No, you'd I... talk to fucking no one then. <laughs> no, you'd talk to them. They'd just have no idea what you're saying. How about those fucking bikers you met? They were. They were sorry, you didn't met that. You saw at distance that weren't obviously Chinese. It's, Japanese. I didn't, I didn't uh, see them at distance. He saw him close. He just didn't picture of the, of the and then ran away. And then yeah. ran away. You told me. You told me there was one occasion where you saw a fellow whitey, and you thought, "Oh, a white person," and you didn't talk to them. Now that's just. Crim- Did you even acknowledge them? Did you have like a nod? No, I spoke to two Yanks once. They asked me where TK Maxx was. Did you pat? Yeah. Did you know where it was? Yeah, it was over there at the time. <laughs> It was one of my landmarks. For those who can't see, it's Stu pointed. <laughs> I didn't know it wasn't TKMX, it was H&M. So did you not go, where are you guys from? Did you not try and engage them? It was on the street. So? I had my aviators on. <laughs> Even better. Oh, well then. <laughs> In person. Do you get the rules? Do you get the memo? <laughs> this is how you meet people. I don't want to meet them people. Which, which people did you so want to meet? I'm not going to Japan for meet some fucking yanks. And who did you go? To, who did you go to Japan to meet then? Nobody. <laughs> well, so, all right. If AKB forty-eight, forty-eight. Sorry, if you don't know who they are, they're a band where every female Japanese girl has to be a member of. It. I met Yumiko. Like you met Yumiko. Mm-hmm. Where? In Japan. Oh, sorry. I thought, I, thought you met, I thought she was going to be a member of AKB forty, <laughs> but she wasn't. Um, you did meet her that's wait, fine time out time out did she approach you or did you approach her uh, she approached me right that doesn't count alright <laughs> it doesn't count um, it, do, yeah, it, doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't count <laughs> if they'd been somewhere and you could have gone and met them would you not have done it if, you, if, you, if you'd have seen like, them shooting a video and then one of them was hanging about just like on their own 
you wouldn't have gone without papers. Would you have gone to and talked to them? <laughs> the bugger over the head. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have done that. I left it all on the chloroform. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have tried to communicate. If I saw an AKB video shoot. Yeah, one and I saw off. one of them on their own. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have approached the one on their own. No. So you'd approach like a gaggle of them, like five of them, and go, "Hi, girls," and then they'd separate. They'd like flee, like then the Japanese people from come. Godzilla. I think you should have approached them rubbing your thighs. They, girls like that. <laughs> I don't really know. What to I, say. I think you missed a trick. I didn't see AKB in the video shoot. <laughs> but there's other Japanese girls out there. There's fucking millions of people in Tokyo. I know there are. And you didn't speak to any of them. Not to his, one. They spoke, to one. They spoke to the subway. Yeah, the, the subway girl who <laughs> laughed at me. <laughs> also, you spoke to several pimps. Yeah, several spoke, pimps. Uh, yeah. I went to. Have I you heard this story? Spoke the most people. No. The I most haven't. people I spoke to were from Africa. What? In Japan. Have, in you, Japan. have you not heard his No, story? Stu has never told us the Actually, mark of uh, I will appreciate if you don't want to tell it whilst we're recording this, but I demand at some point to be, to know this story. It's fine. Commit it to the ages. Um, I'd rather not. To be fair. To be fair, we can't, we can't argue with that because Dan has not let any of his darkest stories be told either. And I... And I am it's and not I a dark got... story, though. It's how Stu became a badass for no particular reason. I have got some seriously dark <coughs> stories, though. Right, I, I can't believe Stu became it a badass. for a reason. Money was involved. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes, if the particular people you owe money to, you possibly want to pay them and live. Right, this is very intriguing, but I can't believe Stu's a badass for two reasons, one in which includes money. One is, I can't imagine Stu ever battering anyone, in a bar or otherwise. Two, and because... two, I can't imagine you pay, you'd owe money to like a gangster or a pimp or anything like that, and they'd run off and be like, lol, I'm not going to pay you, <laughs> Three. Like that. Well, that's virtually... Because you don't give money away. Three, you're, well, not... you're like a gentle yeah. giant, you're on the cowardly Thank side. <laughs> a gentle tight giant. <laughs> Deep pockets and short arms. <laughs> so you don't have to tell the story on air if you don't want to. Yeah, I think I, I don't know. After we've recorded, we'll at some point get drunk and but tell highlights rather than full in terms story. of. No, no, um, I need to hear the full story. Yeah, I do have a YouTube channel with some videos, and one of them is entitled um, "The Legend of the Vibrating Titties." Hmm? The legend of the vibrating titties. Ah, is that where some guy comes up to you and asks you if you'd like to see them? Uh, and you go, no thanks. Some no, point. thank you very much. I'm, I'm alright, thanks. <laughs> Not at some point, I'm very dismissive to the guy, and then he he mentions vibrating titties, and you can tell me voice that I'm like, what vibrating titties? <laughs> 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 you got to roll the money out, just threw it at him. <laughs> yeah, Here's my time, money. Jess. Please take it. Shut up and take my money. Tell me more. <laughs> they, they have a. There's a thing in Spain of lucky lucky men. Oh yeah, ja- I've seen plenty of them. In ja- in Tokyo, the lucky lucky men, I'd say, uh, shake hands, man. So they want to shake your hand, and then they never let go. And then you, if you're like me, where you're a bit too um, polite, kind and polite, you'll be stood there holding hands <laughs> with a black man <laughs> in the middle of Tokyo who's trying to convince you to go and get some hookers. And I'm not like, 
I'm not rich in my hair, mate. So I'm just stood there, like, shaking hands with this butler and I trying to convince me to go and get some. What's a lucky lucky, man? Lucky lucky man of those people you get. Lucky, lo- the term lucky lucky definitely specifically uh, relates to people you see in Spain. They're the people who, when you're relaxing on a beach, they're the people who come up to you with, like, knockoff sunglasses. You and know? they go, lucky lucky, lucky. Because they, they're from, like, North Africa. And they got a. Uh, Oh, not, not, not like lucky as in L-U-C-K. No, like right. lucky, lucky with your eyes. Right. Now, when I went to Bulgaria, uh, I went to Sunny Beach, and the promenade, prostitutes hung out. and, uh, and Just relaxing. And uh, they were very fond of saying sucky, sucky. Sucky, sucky. The best one in New Orleans for me was, we'd just be walking down, like, Bourbon Street. I, I, this is the story I think it is, I love yeah. it. <laughs> and, like, on Bourbon Street, you've got bars, you've got, like, up, upper-class sort of, like, seafood restaurants opposite like a jazz bar which is right next to like a strip club and we were walking down and this is like three o'clock in the afternoon on a tuesday so like just a regular day and this guy goes hey guys you, you got the time and we're like yeah yeah we've got the time like checking out our phones look at the time he goes i'll tell you what time it is it's titty time and then he like <laughs> and then they're like just sways his arm to like beckon us into this fucking seedy looking club with these Emaciated girls hanging about outside. Like, no thanks, mate. <laughs> I'd have been tempted. Did you go? Yes. Oh no. In Tokyo, there was a, a strip club, and from uh, obviously I didn't speak Japanese, and there were no English words on it. But from all of the pictures that are on it, it was a military-themed strip club. That would be amazing. I, was, I really wanted to go in, but I was just terrified. <laughs> that would be right at your alley. Actually. I know. Yeah. You walk in and they rob you at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> fucking warned you. <laughs> Just tie me up in the reenact World War Two prisoner of war scenes on me. Just fucking bambooing the shit out of me. You're on farm tonight. I used to have a friend who uh, who knew someone who uh, who went to a brothel, wherever it might have been. It might have been Amsterdam. He went to a brothel. Amsterdam? I said Amsterdam. He, uh, he went to a brothel and he got two prostitutes and uh, and he thought, yes, get in. I've got two of them. They took him up to a room. They tied him up. He thought, yes, get in. Took his wallet and fled. And uh, then when he finally got out and got released, he thought, no, I'm not having this. I'm going to get my wallet back. He went to find who was in charge. He was greeted by a very large pimp with a gun. He said, no, yeah, my mistake. I never lost a wallet. <laughs> Crazy. I remember when I was in Berlin... Um, for the stag do, and I, this is what my mate tells me. I, I was pissed. We were going back to the hotel, and there's these two German guys fighting. And me being like my British sort of nice guy self, I'm there trying to break it up, even though I have no idea who they are, what they're doing. They both stopped screaming and wrestling in German. And I didn't notice one of them had like a, a busted bottle, and I'm there going, hey, 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 come on, man, come on, man, break it up, break it. And my mate, Matt's like, Nick, fucking come on. <laughs> Fucking crazy Germans. Probably arguing about random shit. Chess. Chess, <laughs> yeah. Chess, so you know. Someone's gonna get bottled over a game of chess. <laughs> Definitely serious Stranger stuff that happens. Serious business. Serious business. What country in the world would you like to go to? Actually we you wanna go to um um Machu Picchu next, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. I'd love to go to Machu Picchu. I could see you wanting to go to North Korea. No. Not he, after the Vice Guide to North Korea. Not after the Vice Guide. Have, have we all watched the Vice Guide yeah. to North yeah, Korea? Yeah. That, that is a... I've seen it about four Terrifying. It's, it's a very scary insight into that country. Yeah. Isn't it? Fantastic documentary. I'd like to go and play table tennis and pool with the girl who's in the massive yeah. restaurant all on her own. Yeah. 
but the fact that I'd have to surrender my passport, go to China, be taken from China to North Korea, and be put in an entire hotel on my own. I don't It'd like the idea of bribing my way into a shithole. No. From yes. one shithole, bribing your way into a worse shithole. Mm. No. I don't want, I don't particularly want to go to China. I'd consider Hong Kong. Hidden Pirate Island. Hmm? <laughs> well, my mum... reference. My mum went to Beijing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Spectacular belch. Thank no, you. No. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my mom went to Beijing um, last year. My mom went to Beijing last year. She cycled across Beijing uh, with loads of other cyclists. They were raising money for various charities. Had she seen Chinese traffic accidents <laughs> yeah, on YouTube? This, this was a massive organised thing, and it was for various charities. Um, really that, so nothing could possibly go wrong. And yeah, you know, so she saw she saw the beautiful areas of China. She also saw the very, very uh, underdeveloped areas of China, and and, uh, <coughs> and uh, yeah, the way she sold it to me, you know, I have an interest in the Chinese culture, but I've got no desire to go. I have no interest in Chinese culture. Why? Because I don't yeah. really know much you, about it. You don't That's find enough, you don't find the wall fascinating. No, of all of like. Ancient buildings and, and monuments and, and things to see, the Great Wall of China is, isn't that high up in it. Because although it's a massive undertaking, it's incredibly long, it all looks exactly the same. And one individual bit, I, granted, I understand it, it's the scope of it that is the big thing, but it doesn't look that impressive. But to be fair, none of the ancient wonders, <coughs> with the exception of the Great Pyramids, <coughs> none of the ancient wonders exist anymore, you know, like if, if they did. You know, there'd be so many other. Is it Machu Picchu out ancient? World it's, it's not one of the. It's not a wonder of the world. No. Uh, it's probably also. I don't know. No, it's not a wonder. But you Did know, you see, like. Um, but the world would be very different if we still had them. People would be, you know, people would be flocking to roads if they still had the Colossus of Rhodes. The two things when you mention the pyramids, like no one goes to the pyramids. A lot of people go to the pyramids because it's full of rubbish. There's like McDonald's wrappers and like you, you take your photo of yeah, it's a shame. the thing and then you look at that way and there's mountains of rubbish everywhere. Plus did you see recently the Great Wall of China was a national holiday in China and like everyone went to the Great Wall and there's a picture where it's like for miles it's completely full of people. It's probably China's a regulation got, holiday that they had to go or something. China's got loads of history. Lots of interesting history. I know it's got lots of history, I just don't know any of it. I'm not being I'm not being Fireworks. dismissive. Well, it's my own it's, ignorance. It's one of the eight most ancient greatest civilizations of all. But it, it's dull. Flinging shit Why? at each other. But, uh, like, even though it, it wasn't even anywhere <laughs> as... <laughs> Long-lasting, the Romans were um, way more interesting, and the Greeks are more interesting. Yeah, so. no, yes, but maybe that's because I've got a European bias. Any single person who's been to Rome, though, will tell you just how filthy and and pollution. Yeah, I imagine Rome, Beijing's yeah. pretty similar. I imagine so. Yeah, but then you could say the same as London. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I don't like that. <laughs> but that's because you're Alan Partridge, and Alan Partridge hates London. <laughs> what is it? You train to London. 
<laughs> misery. Desperation, misery. <laughs> and being misery, ignored. disappointment. <laughs> Have we all been to Shattered dreams, dark way. I've been once properly. Once. It's been and once. twice if you include going to Wembley. I know that Nick, you've lived in London, right? Yeah. And have you ever been to London? Yeah, several occasions. Uh, I've been to London several times. I was an extra in the Golden Compass in London. Um, that was one time where I spent like six weeks on the trot just going to and from London. And naturally, understandably, uh, I did get lost the odd occasion going back to my auntie's house. Very fortunately, I had family in London I can stay with. And, uh, you know, I got lost this one time. And the only person who would help me, because Londoners are so antisocial, the only person who could help me find directions was a black Frenchman, you know. And, uh, and yeah, that says a lot about Londoners. They just don't want to talk to you. They don't want to know you. I've had times in London that have been amazing. And I've had times in London where it's just way too full of people, and I get I get wound up at the supermarket with fucking dawdlers just getting in my way there. In London, I I need to freak out because there's too many people just walking slowly, not knowing where they're fucking going. Oh, you love talking, aren't you? <laughs> no, because I mean I wouldn't be. I, well, I suppose I'm, I probably wouldn't. But the one thing I took away from London is how amazing the transport system is. Yeah, the, the transport system because is amazing. I was saying. Well, the subway system specifically. It won't. And cheaper than that. The pay, buses. Which I don't get. Yeah. No. The buses. When I was last there, it was like, oh, we're going. It was about six miles on the bus or something like that from like miles to here. If it get a tube, it's like, oh, how much is bus fare? Pound. Yeah. Like any length of journey, a pound. Like, so I can go from one end of London to the other on a bus for a pound. Yeah. It's four pound fifty at, at home. It's a joke, isn't it? It's and a fucking joke. Waiting for the for the um, for the tube. Oh shit! We've just missed one. So, oh no! How long have we got? Wait for it next in thirty seconds. The fuck? When round here, trains don't run on Sundays. Buses are one and hour stop at tea time. Yeah. It's like we're in the fucking fifties. Like when I come home from work on on evenings, there's been occasions where there's three buses at six. One at like quarter past, one at twenty-five two, and then one at like seven. There's been times when the the twenty-five two and the quarter past one have just passed me. Sorry, out of service. No alternatives uh, yeah, there. Can't. So you wait in there for a fucking hour, going, what "The fuck am I doing? What am I paying twenty quid a week for for this fucking job?" What I don't get as well is those that pass you saying out of service. Uh, yeah, they're obviously working, otherwise they wouldn't be driving past you. So where are they going, and why can't they pick you Home. up? Mm. Yeah, like just the fucking knobheads inside. Like, so if you were a bus driver and if I was, I would if I was going home. If that was the situation, I would pick up as many people on the way on the proviso that they knew a certain stop to get off. Uh, that would that's be the, how you that's, start out done. That's and how then, buses generally work. Yeah. Then the weeks turn into months, and your hatred of the job and society starts to take its toll. I hate society. Maybe, to maybe you stop less often, but you still pick people up. And that certainly slowly dwindles, and then you you stop picking people up altogether, and then the months pass by when you just go straight home, you don't pick anyone up, and then you're actively driving to puddles to splash people, and you hate <laughs> the world. That's how it begins. You look like a bus driver, Stuart. You do look like a bus. <laughs> you do look like a bus driver. As you take a guzzle from your strongbow, blurk your way. I hate the world. You know, we, now we've talked about buses a lot for one podcast I want to ask everyone else on this subject what is everyone's and we we all must have one what is everyone's most memorable bus experience for whatever reason um there's one it's not it's a bus experience it wasn't on a bus 
It was, it was me. <laughs> I saw a bus during this experience. <laughs> yeah. That kind of no, we're waiting for a bus. We're in the Trafford Centre, and me and Anna were waiting, waiting for a bus. And um, <laughs> there was just this guy down at the other end of the bus station at Trafford Centre. I don't know if any of you are aware, any of you are aware of what it looks like. It's not that long. It's maybe like fifty feet. Um, and there's this like big sort of guy in like this big sort of blue jacket that's sort of waterproof and it's just going up to like the small pockets of people waiting for the buses and, and sort of going oh Christ you're getting another one it's <laughs> got something that's Primus. even more chemical more pissed chemically than... pissed anyway he's, he's going up to people and he's saying gay gay <laughs> just walking up to people <laughs> going gay with a big smile on his face and I thought yeah they're, they're the kind of bus mongs that uh, <laughs> buses in, in Manchester attract Anyone was that the bus driver? Was no, it was just a fucking random passerby. Two, two experiences, what? one brilliant, one not brilliant at all. I just had to say that that is a very, even a very lucky pa- bus passenger if that's your most memorable bus. <laughs> oh no, no I've, I've, I, I've, I've probably fared out 99% of the bus journeys because they're either boring, <coughs> slow, Uneventful. frustrating, or, you know, just way overpriced and annoying. Best bus journey ever was when we missed the last bus on from Lee once. It was me, you, Carl. Not me, you, Carl, and Chris, and we'd missed the last bus. I'm like, oh shit, but there's one that was not in service coming out. It's like, oh fuck, and I just walked up to the guy and said, can you give us a lift on to Allerton? Yeah, alright, jump on. So I just got on the bus and got a free lift on on the bus. Well, I do. That's decent. Well, I do. See, every now and again, there is still a nice bus driver out there. What about you, Stu? You know, any particular, not including that one of Phil's, any particular? Um, there's two. There's. Oh, sure. There's yeah. many. With the one where you were sat that next one's. to. I've been, I've been, so. Well, <laughs> funny one for me. You were sat next to me one minute, the next minute you're on the floor in a heap. That was just you all the time. I know. We're drunk, buzz on, they tend to cane it, it went over a speed bump, I got ejected from my seat drunkenly. <laughs> and then I, because I don't have full memory, I don't remember being in mid-air, I remember being sat down and then I was sat in the aisle. I just must have kept my exact form. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of those things where I'm looking out the window. Stu sat next to me. The fuck? <laughs> um, when I was younger, I was got on the buzz. He accelerated fast while I was still walking down the aisle. I lost they me, do that on purpose. Lost my quarries. <laughs> essentially, sprinted to the back seat, <laughs> fell over, landed face first in a woman's lap, and the horrified children watched. <laughs> if I was a bus driver, I'd do that. Instantly, go, <laughs> everyone goes, <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> there, there was one bus driver when I used to go to college there was one bus driver who <clears throat> would be driving my bus every now and again who really hated me for some reason and uh, no there's not people out there hate you Dan you're far you too handsome and talented you know surprisingly there's some out there and there was this <laughs> there was this one driver who really hated me for some reason I think it was because uh, I had one of those bus passes you know, that 16 year olds have you know to get on the bus for and at the time for me it was 40p you know we've all you know we've all probably paid different prices at different points we all remember when it was 32p um, anyway. I've never paid that little for a bus ever in my life but I, I only started using buses when I was like 19 anyway so fair enough well I was uh, I one of those 16 passes uh, you know so I only had to pay 40p and you know and you didn't have to talk you know you didn't you just showed your pass to the bus driver put on your 40p 
that would be the end of it, you know. I remember going on this one time and putting down my 40p and showing my pass, and this guy just going, it would help if you speak, you know, 40 please. You know, and he didn't like me, and there was this one time we were coming home, and uh, he dropped me off at my stop, and he waited till I'd just put one foot off the bus before accelerating, and I, I went into the bus sign at the, uh, <laughs> you know, and that's not cool, you know, and... Uh, it was for him. <laughs> And there was, another, there was another time, this one doesn't involve a driver, but there was another time I was on a bus with a madman uh, who I can only assume he was on some form of drugs. May have been drunk as well. And, uh, just to top it off. Just to top it off, you know, let's go out in fashion, you know. And we were, we were coming home from college. A lot of these stories relate to my college days. We were coming home from college. And we sat at the front of the bus. You know those areas at the front of the bus where you can sometimes get like four seaters opposite mm. each other. So me and my mates, me and two mates, I happen to be on the same bus with, we were sat in a four-seater and opposite us was that, uh, was that line of seats that you get that faces the window. And uh, there was a couple of people on there. There was a, there was a very drugged-up, drunk-looking man who happened to be carrying a baby. And uh, opposite, sat opposite him was a woman on her mobile phone. And the two of them were an item. And the woman was on her phone, as I say, and uh, and she must have been finishing a conversation, and she goes, right, bye. And uh, my mate at the time, who was sat up at me, he happened to look up, because he, he happened to look up and look at her, and this guy goes, not you! And I sniggered, you know, I thought, <laughs> weirdo, you know, I sniggered. And this guy went ballistic. He went, you fucking what? I'll bite your fucking ears off! Get off this fucking bus! <laughs> went mental because I dared to snigger at him saying, uh, overreacting to my mate looking up, you know. And he's like, get off this fucking bus! I'll bite your fucking ears off! And now, the worst thing out of the story is he's carrying a baby. You know, and uh, and the bus comes to a stop, and he's like, oh, it's outside now. And me and my mate, the one who looked up, we got up. We thought, if you want to take this outside, we will. <laughs> no, that was you getting off the bus as instructed. No, it, uh, this was in Radcliffe. I live in Little Weaver. Uh, anyway, uh, so me and I thought, yeah, okay, fine. I'll take this outside. We'll take this outside. What are you going to do? you got a baby on you. Our other mate who lives what in What are Rad you going to do? He's got a baby on him. What are you going to do? Are going to punch him so he falls over and crushes the bit? That would not bother me. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so we went to get up, and our other mate who did live in the area was like, No, don't get off, I live here, this, uh, this could cause shit for me. And, you know, we didn't end up getting off the bus. But this guy went mental, literally, just because my mate looked up. Ridiculous. So you didn't get off? We didn't, no. I, you know, so I didn't need do anything? Uh, he just got off the bus, you know, and continued to look through the window. <laughs> you know, there's, there's some there's mental people out there. I remember my mate Darren was on a late bus coming home one night, and he, you know, he was sat up against the window, just daydreaming, looking out at it like you do sometimes. And the bus stopped, and he was just in a daydream looking out the window. He didn't realise it, but you know, we've all done it sometimes where we've been daydreaming, and we've been unaware, but we've been staring right at someone. Uh, and uh, he happened to be staring at some randomer on the other side of the street and this guy came, comes right up to the bus and he's banging on the window like, come outside! No, just, seriously, buses attract scary people and I'm glad I'm not a bus passenger anymore. I was kicked by a mental bird on the bus once. You were? Yeah, I was sat on, uh, it was 32 to Manchester and I was in Manchester and this woman got on, cracked out the red. Talking to whoever was on the bus with her, no one there, no one else with her, but she was talking to someone. I had my headphones on, so like, oh, I'm gonna get off here and then walk to Grand Central, wherever it was I was going. 
And then she'll say, oh, get off, you fat fuck. And I just turned around and said, shut your fucking mouth. And then she got up and started kicking me. <laughs> You know, I just want to like push her down or anything like that, and just hold they've, her there. They've got powers. They've, they've got powers. She's she's either grade A mental or she's smacked off her tits. That In which case, she might have sharps on her side. Yeah, you know she, what? she ain't gonna she ain't gonna abide by the law. And, no, she's know. not gonna fight. She's not gonna have fucking Queensbury rules with me. So <laughs> Completely unrelated, but that reminds me of when me and Stu were behind the counter in HMV. <laughs> and uh, there was a, bit, a pretty big queue uh, probably in the build up to Christmas there was a big queue so the loads of us behind yeah, the counter I think that's a good point and to there was me and Stu yeah. and our other colleague <laughs> Nat I don't mention and, uh, Nat she's shit. trying to describe something, something <laughs> to this woman so, uh, so uh, by all means join us for the next podcast well, hopefully maybe we'll talk about it hopefully maybe because I think I'm the only one and this woman who Nat's talking to just stops Nat turns to Stu and goes I'm sorry will you shut up do you remember that? I don't remember that. But but it's much like the general public to say something like yeah. that. So 